you positive heads. Welcome to a very special episode dedicated to none other than you, the pea heads themselves. I am your pea head enthusiast and hostess for the day, Alexa Hauser. I have been blessed to have the experience of helping out with Positive Head's social media for the better part of a year. And through my digital interactions, I began to realize, as did Brandon, that we have some incredible beings listening to the show who are taking the information that Brandon puts out through the podcast and using it to transform their lives and create wonderful things. You listeners are all a huge, huge part of the life force that propels this show forward through time and space and we think it's time to bring forth some of you beautiful reflections and delve a little deeper into this collection of energy that is the positive head community so as we shine the spotlight on our listeners what we'll have them do is share their stories of how they attracted positive head into their life the transformation it's facilitated for them and what they're focused on creating now that they're in a more positive head space Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com slash Positive Head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com slash Positive Head. Check it out. Hello, all you positive heads. Today, our guest is positive head listener, Ross Cessna. Ross is a self-described techno-shamanic gutter poet and twilight worker who crafts and tinkers with back alley philosophy enriched by his initiation into the invisible mystery schools. In simpler terms, Ross is a nomad of reality. Hi, Ross. Thanks so much for being with us on the show. Hey, Alexa. Um, it's an honor to be here. I'm so grateful to get to chat with you and to like get to share this space with you. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. You've, you've been, uh, you've been a pea head for a while. You, when I came into it, when I came into, uh, the podcast and the Facebook group, but you were like probably the most prominent, uh, listener. Like I, I was seeing all the time popping up in the group and sharing your stories. So, um, really excited to have you on this special segment and would, would love if you would, you know, share a bit about yourself and, and your story with the listeners. Yeah, for sure. Um, a little bit of backstory about my life before like I got involved with the group is like um, growing up, I've always kind of had issues with uh, substance abuse and like mental health stuff. So when I started to search into the group is when I was really looking for recovery from um, experiences with like uh, psychosis, like extended periods of psychosis um, and just kind of like trying to reintegrate and like dealing with addiction, like moving past that. So the way I found the actual podcast was like just searching iTunes for positive things, having that come up and then like using it early on um, as I stepped away from substances and really tried to like rebuild um, my mind after some of the experiences I've had. It was like use it as an asset or like a tool to instill some positivity and find connection um, with a group of people that, that maybe like thought similar to how I had thought, but I had shut down because after you have, um, after I had, I should say like a mental health experience, like I did exploring some of the things that were talked about on that podcast were almost taboo, um, just Mm -hmm. for risk of 
becoming disengaged from reality in some senses. So it was like a really good tool to stay positive, moving away from substances and also kind of revitalize a part of my spirit that I had really disconnected with largely after those experiences. Um, Mm. And one of the cool things is Brandon really um, said something that resonated with me a lot. I forget what episode it was. I think when he read my initial review, I think it was like episode 282 or or something like that. Um, Way back. Yeah, yeah. And he like pretty much said um, everybody's had a mentally ill moment or moments. um, And just uh, tell like a new story with my life. And essentially that's what I've, I've done. Um, really recreated myself and like somebody else who played a very big role in, in structuring, um, and like that transitional period of my life was Nixie Marie, um, with her stuff with like working with the moon and, and ritual, like bringing ritual into my life again in a meaningful way. I um, mean, not feeling like, a. uh, like I belonged in the psych ward for doing so ha- has been mm. crucial. <laughs> So that's largely my experience. Yeah. Wow. That sounds, you know, it sounds like you really incorporated the podcast into your life. And um, I mean, you just answered a couple of my questions right right there. But, you know, I I know um, you've also had a lot of things that you've been working on developing in, in your own life now. So what have you been working on lately? Um. So I I started my third season of my own podcast, um, which I think I I just recorded episode 137 yesterday. Like for my birthday, I I interviewed myself. Congratulations. (laughs) First of all, that's a lot of episodes. And also happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. So you interviewed yourself. What was that like? Were you a good guest or... It was really honestly weird and I felt like incredibly narcissistic about it. But like I never get to ask myself the questions that I, I have asked every every guest that's been on my podcast really. Yeah. So it, it was kind of cool and it was cool to have like an out loud conversation with myself. <laughs> yeah, that must have been therapeutic actually. I feel like that's a pretty healthy thing to do. I feel like maybe we should all do maybe I should do that. <laughs> I I like really suggest doing it. Like, and I found how much fun I have, like just with myself. Um, Cause I was laughing pretty much the whole time and like (laughs) the whole concept of it. (laughs) I love that. Where did you get the idea to do that? Um, I honestly don't even know. I just felt like it would be a cool way to honor myself on my birthday. I think it's something I might do every year going forward just to like touch base and see where I'm at with it. Yeah, that's such a like cool time capsule. That's awesome. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that like I really have going on that I'm super excited about is like releasing my first book. Um, mm-hmm. And it's crazy to see it come to fruition because when I started writing this book, I was um, homeless on a beach in Northern California, like Samoa Beach, actually, which is by like Arcata, Eureka, California and Humboldt County. I was yeah. high, high on hash, like living on a beach, um, had a brand new Dodge Charger that I hadn't made payments on in like three or four months because I couldn't afford it. And like life was just crazy. Um, it was wow. really and awesome, though. Mm-hmm. What's what's your book about? What's the format? What's it called? Tell, all, all those things. I'm, I'm interested. Um, so 
The book is 10 Years of Poetry from My Life. I'm traveling around from Northern California back to Vegas. Um, it's in several different sections of my life. Uh, first one is called Poems of a Vagabond, then Cali um, Bar Coasters and Napkins, because I wrote a portion of this book <laughs> on bar coasters and napkins because I didn't trust myself to carry a notebook with me. Um, <laughs> I love that. And like half of the book or half of the material from the first portion of it, I actually burned um, when I was psychotic. And uh, first time I went psychotic was 2012. So like I stopped writing poetry around that time. And then I was psychotic again the winter of 2014, like back in Ohio for the better part of a year. And I burned a lot of my poetry then because I had originally tried to write a book then. But when you're for me, when I was really high um, from all the drugs I was still doing and being on mental health medication and psychotic, like yeah. actualizing anything was incredibly different. Difficult, I mean. Um, it was different too, for sure. But it was like really difficult. And it's cool because I have a, a music page and on that page, there's like a picture I took when I was psychotic and you can actually see all the different poetry that I burned because it was like in that image. Um, it's just a weird little thing. But yeah, the last half of the book um, pretty much starts my journey around the time that I started listening to the podcast. And it incorporates a lot of the spiritual growth that I've had from um, being in a 12-step program, exploring esoteric philosophy, um, incorporating ritual into my life. Like playing with different modalities of, of magic, um, just really mm. uh, understanding who I am without like substances and like getting to really understand my soul more so than like who I think I am or stuff like that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And have you always used, have you always used poetry to like connect with yourself in that way? Has that always come naturally to you or? Um, I was first really exposed to poetry when I was a sophomore in high school, I would say. And like originally I kind of did like parody songs. Like I can remember taking a, a, a Cypress Hill song and like making about it being <laughs> in outer space and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I really connected with poetry from an early age. Uh, I did hip hop for a long time. I still record some hip hop songs occasionally, but like, I just find the art form incredibly therapeutic and, uh, just the way that my mind works, I can create a very vivid picture with words. Um, it's something, uh, writing something I'm incredibly passionate about in general. Yeah. I think writing is like the most therapeutic thing, you know, therapeutic tool for us that I feel like we, we don't utilize nearly enough, or at least for me. And I, I'm, tr I'm trying to get, uh, make that part of my practice more and more. Um, but so where can we get this book? Where can we check it out? Is it online or how, how do we order, read, uh, okay, it is on Amazon, um, and the title of the book is Vagrant Verses. The uh, cover of it definitely stands out like something that you would probably assume my experience would look like. Uh, it's based on two, ta two tarot <laughs> cards, the Hermit and the Fool. Um, it has a cityscape, which is kind of representative of like Las Vegas. And then it also has like a, uh, a nature scape of like the Redwoods. There's like a couple mushrooms and stuff. It's a really awesome cover and the artist that 
um, helped me actualize my concept for it. I have utmost respect for um, Shereya Anastasia. Um, mm. It sounds awesome. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll uh, read a couple things for you, if you don't mind, so people can get like yeah, I would love a, a that. taste of it. Okay, so one of the things that I talked about um, that you mentioned in like my intro was being a twilight worker. And like, as far as I know, that's a term that I've come up with on my own. I could be mistaken and I'm okay um, being humble about it because it's just a word. But like, this is what my <laughs> understanding of a twilight worker is like in, in poetry form. Uh, the brighter the light shines, the darker the night grows. The darker the night grows, the, bright, the brighter the light shines. I walk the path of twilight, light filtered through dark, dark filtered through light. Balance is my eternal home. I rise and fall with the tide, buoyant to all that there is. Die beneath the life of day, live above the death of night. Be the sunlight in shadows, be the shadows in sunlight. A scale tipping towards one shows an imbalance of both. The twilight is the fulcrum, the cornerstone of the all. Away for light to darkness, away for darkness to light. I am the light in the darkness. I am the darkness and light. I am a worker of twilight. I am a house of harmony. Um, and one of the wow. Can I give you some snaps for that? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Somebody had to Can explain that was, like what that, that meant to me. <laughs> That, that, no, that was, that was, I was just, you, you just like, um, while you were reading it, I was like transfixed. I was just like staring off into it. It was so beautiful and so like resonant with something in me. I don't know. I love that one. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, that one's really yeah. cool too. Cause when you actually see it, like in print form, it's actually relatively even like straight all the way down to where it's like really homogenized where it is balanced. Um, Right. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, that's that's awesome. I love I love how you talk about the contrast of dark and light, and how it, how it all just keeps playing into each other, and talking about like the rhythms and the, so beautiful. Yeah. Go, go Thank ahead. you. Um, yeah, that one really touches near and dear to me. Maybe I'll elaborate a little bit more on like my personal experience with with that if we have time. Um, sure. And the next one is starts out. A cosmic reminder, awakening in the middle of the night, thinking of a shooting star and seeing one, a wink from the mysteries, or sometimes when they embrace you with those compound synchronicities, a thought, and then multiple meaningful moments that stretch beyond the realm of possibility to tell you that we have a trickster in our midst. That song title that dis displays itself in affirmation of the preceding thought, or a shooting star that of all the moments you could have awoken, you witness. Some say you only see synchronicities because you are looking for them. Others see gold and think it to be dog excrement. I had to change that word. <laughs> maybe I am mad for believing that some force is presenting itself in front of me. Or maybe they are mad for taking something so magical and reducing it to dust. But alas, dust. What a mystical thing that is. A postcard from the past to the present to tell you that it once existed dust made up of elements of all life that have has lived and dirt 
dirt, both tomb and womb of life. When I die, burn my shell and place my ashes at the base of a tree, the abandoned shell of a hermit's soul. Watch a fairy ring take hold at that spot as my final wink and a nod that there is more to all of this. Wow. Wow, these are so awesome. I feel like I need we need like poetry reading every week from you on on in the Facebook group or something. It's so soothing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely do it. I mean, I have a poetry podcast specifically of like one minute or less things that I write, but like. Do you on on the spiritual Phoenix? It's actually in, it's like a sister podcast this Phoenix poetry podcast because I wanted to do them collectively, but I figured that. I would just separate them. They're both on iTunes and Google Play, Stitcher, um, all that stuff. Cool. Awesome. We'll have to subscribe to that because, um, yeah, something about... So it's you reading them. Yeah, it's me reading them and people can submit poems and I'll I'll read them. Um, I've tried to get people to read their own like one minute or less poems on it and like submit it and I'll put it on there, but nobody's done it yet, but who knows? I'll do it. Awesome, (laughs) yeah. I'll be your first. Cool. This is so great. I love, I just, I really love how I love doing these, you know, with you guys, like with the listeners, because it's just so awesome to see how Brandon's idea, right, has spawned off into these fractals, you know, and everybody is their own. Everybody has, you know, taken the information and taken their own perspective and translated it into something so unique to Mm -hmm. them. And this is like so unique to you. And it's just so refreshing and so new and so authentic. And I just love that. And, um, uh, you know, speaking of speaking of actually, sorry, did you have another one you wanted to read or or uh, I was, I was going to say something it? about it. I'll just open it up randomly and read another oh. one, though. I'm totally fine with that if you want. Sure. Yeah. Read Here, one more. You tell me when to stop. I'm just going to like flutter through the book. Oh, I, I love this. OK. Stop. Um, Left or right? Left. Left. OK. Between sunshine and storms is where I stand, one foot in the ocean, the other dry land. My head's in the clouds, a foot in the sand. I'm half of a boy, a fraction of a man. A breath in my life, an exhale towards death. The pause in between is when I connect with what is above, reflected below. A soul with a body, a body with soul. My beginning was an ending, at the end I began. Divided I fall, together we stand. My sanity is crazy, my madness is sane, my fire is water, my liquid a flame. My hate was my love, my love was my hate. I saw the invisible, I existed no place. I'm here and I'm not, I wasn't and was, a saint and a sinner, a lotus in mud. Woo! Snaps all around for that <laughs> one. Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. I'm going to have to get, I'm going to have to order this book because um, something about it just resonates so much with me. And I'm sure the listeners are going to feel the same way. And it's just congrats. Congrats. It's, it's yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. Like I really um, wanted to, um, I think that this is like such a real way to like explain my experience w- without ego in lots of ways, because when I talk about it, I can really mm-hmm. glorify it. And these are just things that I thought um, as I went through it, like the beginning of the book is a lot darker <laughs> than the end stuff. 
Um, right. <laughs> and it maybe isn't as comfortable, but I think that there's connection there for a lot of people that have gone through like um, just deep depression or um, deeper elements of substance use, whether or not they identify as addicted to it and cut it out of their life is not really important, but the um, just alienation, isolation, like depression, heartache, um, existential loneliness. Definitely. like Yeah, which I think we all really deal with, especially, you know, this community. Um, I mean, I know I like I go through bouts of loneliness like that just seem to come out of nowhere. And sometimes I'm like, I'm so, you know, I'm more connected than a lot of people, but it's so funny how it works that way. You know, like it's like we can feel so connected one moment and then, you know, the pendulum swings and suddenly we are like, am I all alone in this universe? You know, it's, it's just interesting how it works that way. No, um, I definitely agree that it, it's, it's fascinating to look at the way that the mind works and like, especially with people within like the spiritual community, it, but at the same time, those experiences are like really um, that loneliness and all the difficult times that I've been through are the exact like things that help me cultivate my gifts. Like I'm so fond of thinking that like all my purpose exists beyond my fear and all my light exists within my darkness. <laughs> like, mm, Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't know, you know, that what you are unless you know that what you are not. Right. So Absolutely. Like all of our light does come from our darkness. And that's that's what we're here to remind each other of. Well, speaking of the community we were just talking about, um, I'm curious, how would you like to see, you know, the positive head community expand? Are there any ideas that you'd like to throw out into the collective? I think it would be cool to have some kind of um, just like a channel of maybe like collective people that do podcasts or like create content through the positive head mm -hmm. thing and just have like um, some collective network of that. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense in some way, but like I feel that all of us unifying forces together could be um, more helpful because maybe somebody's approach doesn't work for somebody else, but they get some stuff from it. And I, I just feel that. Yeah. Having, um, a more solid foundation for that and like offering more resources for people on this journey might be useful. I don't know how that would be done, but no, totally. I mean, that's, I think that's, you know, that's all, that's where we're headed. And I think that's kind of everybody is sharing that sentiment. Um, you know, just wanting to have more collaboration and cohesion. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that is down, down the road. It's developing. It's all, it's all in the vortex. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's hard for me to know what's going on with the podcast. Like I feel guilty saying this. I don't really listen to it anymore because I'm so busy creating my own stuff that like, I don't just want to download what Brandon and his guests are talking about. And I honestly feel that like, that's a big nod of respect to him more than it is like a slight because the ultimate goal of anybody that's sharing wisdom should be to get you to a point where you no longer necessarily need them to explore yourself I feel like yeah I know what you mean it's it's like you have your teacher or like the catalyst that helps you kind of break out of your shell and then you, you're kind of on your own path and like the best thing is when you're able to tune into yourself and your own guidance and and your own path and trajectory so 
Absolutely. I mean, I am going to have to end this interview now that you've admitted this, um, but <laughs> we're going to have to cut this short. And actually, um, this will never see the light of day. But no, <laughs> just kidding. No, y'all. We're cool with that. Right, guys? We're cool. Um, no, you're still a, you're you're still active in, in, the, in the Positive Heads group. And, you know, you've you've always been uh, like a, a big part of it. So. Totally, totally feel that. And um, well, so what is one thing that you think would benefit every pea head to know or understand as they continue on their own journey? Oh, man, there's so many things I could think of. Um, I, I mean, there's so many little quips I could say. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> learn to love yourself no matter where you're at with anything. Let yourself be yourself. Um, those are all good. Self-forgiveness is is crucial. Like there's How do it's you It's really hard to condense everything. <laughs> how do you I think this is a good topic, you know, just to, to stop on for one sec. How do you deal with or how do you forgive yourself? You know, how do you participate with self-forgiveness because I think that is like one of the hardest things that we all we all we all want to implement into our lives, but it's it's difficult, you know. Um, absolutely. I'm of the mindset that everything's as uh, difficult or as easy as we make it. And, mm-hmm. and granted, it wasn't always. It's easy for me to say that now when I'm not in the midst of doing a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but for me, looking at some of the actions that I did when I was in active addiction, um, whether it be how I treated women or, or just some of the behaviors that I I did, recognizing now that to not act out on these, those behaviors or to consciously make amends either to the individual themselves or to make what's called a living amends and just not act out on that behavior and take action towards, um, acting in in, in a better way or a healthy way. Um, and, and by taking effort to act appropriately, I can forgive myself. One of the things too, um, a gentleman that helped has helped me um, in my personal life kind of work through my step work and stuff like that. Remembering that I can't change the past and the past can't hurt me. I have to make peace with it, but I also can't forget where I've been with it too. Like Mm -hmm. I I can't completely disconnect from it. Um, Mm -hmm. it is kind of tricky. It's it sounds really confusing when I put it that way, but it's really <laughs> just a simple a simple matter of doing the work, I guess. And for me, I had to forgive other people for all the stuff that I felt that they did wrong to me right. in my life and like really look at the unifying thread in every single problem I've had or every resentment I've had, which is me, um, take accountability for my part in whatever situation it is. Um, for, cause for me personally, I had a part in every situation in some way, shape or form and then, um, forgive them for it and then forgive myself last because if I forgive myself first, I might not, uh, get the core lesson, which is to forgive the other people. Um, right. and if I don't forgive people, there's a saying, and I might butcher it. It's like when you don't practice forgiveness, you're burning the bridge that you must, you must cross yourself at some point or something like that. I, I definitely right. butchered it, but you get the concept. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good. It, it's like you're saying though, it is, it is, um, it's tricky. It's tricky to, uh, like look at the thing that 
kind of you keep tripping over, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and kind of like bless it. But it is so important to and and again, that's kind of like I think the the bare bones of like what we're doing here every day is is finding ways to look back at our life and to look at the things that we keep tripping over and to find ways to bless them for what they've given us and what they've um, taught us. And, and kind of going back to your poetry, it's like, you can't have the light without the darkness. You, you know, the lightness the, or the light is born from the darkness. And so it's like those things that we keep tripping over that we, you know, the, that's, that's, that's the darkness that births the light. And so it's all about kind of finding a, a way to have a perspective in which we can see it that way, in which we can perceive it that way. Um, so yeah, good, good, good tips on that. Um, wait, I have a question. This is, uh, this is a little off topic, but I was just looking at your intro and I'm really interested. So when you said, um, Enriched by his initiation into the invisible mystery schools. What's that about? Because I know about the mystery schools. Are, are you- <laughs> I, I can definitely talk about it. Um, yeah, please do. So this is uh, a matter of really tying together a lot of um, subjective experiences that were really, really intense. But to do it in a quick way, there was an experience that I had when I lived in Humboldt County, California, prior to all this mental health stuff. And there's like another precursor to this as well, which involves like glowing orbs that kind of approached a buddy and I. I'm just mm. these like glowing plasma balls or whatever, which yeah. I explained that more on my podcast. Like I don't have time to go in all of the details of it right now. <laughs> Teaser. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unintentional, but, but yes. Um, so I, I ate this hash brownie that was like riddled with hash is the easiest way I can put it. Um, and I thought I was dying. So I did what oh, no. any re- relatively sane or reasonable person would do. I just went and laid down and like waited to die. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I woke up um, standing on my wall watching myself sleep. Like I had this out of body oh. experience. Um, I saw all of these hieroglyphics flash before my eyes, like almost like something in Transformers where he just sees all those things flashing. Yeah. Then I saw um, a universe. I saw a star form, a planet form, life evolve on the planet, life decay on the planet, the star burn out and pretty much everything just like be over. And then uh, a voice said, you now know the secrets of the mysteries or whatever. Um, and that experience, what? like at the time, I was just like, what the hell was that? Cause I woke up after that. Um, and I was just like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Um, and then through everything that I've been through with my mental health stuff, there was a lot of experiences that when I went through them, I didn't necessarily understand them. Um, there was a couple moments that always struck me as odd, like, when I had my first psychotic experience, which was like maybe a year or two after the hash thing, um, I was walking back from Eureka to Arcata on the 101. I'm leaving an ex-girlfriend's house. And like this voice kind of told me your soul is entering back into your body. And then there was this earthquake that happened. Like it was, you can look it up. It was the summer of 2012. Uh, in July, there was an earthquake that hit off the coast of Eureka. And it happened yeah. the exact moment that I felt like my soul was entering my body again. Um, and then wow. f- from that, like, 
I started like this writing project at that time when I was psychotic. And this may not sound connected to a lot of people. It's just, it's really hard to explain, but I was writing all this stuff and essentially everything that I wrote for this novel at the time foreshadowed the events that happened to me. So it was like premonition writing. Um, then I really mm-hmm. kind of stepped away from all that stuff, moved back home, um, tried to get like stop smoking weed after some other things that happened in my life. And I mixed this c- concoction up. Part of it was blue Lotus, which is something they used in uh, ancient Egypt as a way to like get in tune with different things. It was essentially like a sacrament to journey to the, the land of the dead is how they use it. Um, right. And that set off my psychosis for the better part of a year, like using that in a mixture with weed and like, um, just this other concoction what, that I made up. What was that? Uh, high, like, I mean, like when you were using that, what were you getting from that? <laughs> um, <laughs> to tell you what it was like, like when it really, really kicked in, when it became uncomfortable, I was sitting on the couch with my mom watching something. And my third eye started buzzing. And then the thought that I had is there's like a UFO overhead and it is sorting through my consciousness and like deconstructing my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's the simplest way that I can put it. Um, and I remember like feeling like everything was getting pulled apart in my head. Um, oh my gosh. So the okay. way that I look at that experience as a whole was kind of like my psyche was being cleansed um it was like a a clearing the cash on a computer getting all the junk out Mm. but then from that whole time forward it was like a period of rebuilding and like later on having studied some esoteric philosophy gotten more familiarized with tarot cards overall and looking at a lot of the experiences i went through within that whole winter um whether it be like doing different rituals um that i just felt compelled to do like automatically and having no knowledge of um, connecting like with Viking gods or, or like all this other stuff that I did. Wow. It, it was like, um, it led me to where I'm at today. And the weird thing is that psychosis that I went through is effectively one of the things that was a catalyst to me getting better to me, eventually like taking, um, mental health stuff seriously to me later on giving up the use of substances. Cause prior to doing so, I kept hearing this nagging voice. Like, do you want to help people then give up the use of these substances and you can help people. Um, and then after that fact, like being told effectively that I will have the ability to help people as long as I don't use substances like, um, Carlos Castaneda talks about the concept of an ally, um, which is like a spirit that comes to help you through the use of substances. And he talks about allies having a rule. And it's ironic that I feel that I have an ally, but my ally's rule is that I can't use substances <laughs> anymore. Right. Like stay, stay out of the cookie jar. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, life well, it's experience. Like Brandon always, it's like Brandon always says about that, that quote, like, uh, what is it? Terrence McKenna, who's like, when you get the message, hang up the phone or whatever, you know, about substances like you can keep you can use them to a certain point. But once you get the message, like hang up the phone. So it's like you were getting that message of like, OK, it's done. Yeah, totally. You know? It's like when you when you dip it, when you're making a tie dye shirt, there's so many only so many <laughs> times you can dip it in the ink before you just get yeah. like this blurry mess of shit. And like that part of my life, was, that's like where I feel like I was going. I love with. that metaphor. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, so go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. 
No, you're fine. Um, and, and yeah, like largely all that whole lived experience with everything. I mean, even getting involved in the 12 step program, like there was times like when I was working on my fourth step, which is like taking an inventory of things where certain external circumstances, um, really revealed themselves in a way like things in, in the physical world triggered memories that had like no thing. And it was like incredibly psychedelic, um, to where it was, it like helped me process a lot of that stuff. And even still today, like my experience is largely psychedelic, um, or like physically shamanic in the way that some of my life filters out. Uh, how, how so? Just the way that there's compound synchronicities. Um, and by that, I mean like synchronicities stacked upon synchronicities or like, yeah, even with like going to um, different meetings in the fellowship that I'm in, there's times where like, I, I won't want to talk about something. Somebody brings up that specific topic that I want to talk about. Like one really interesting example of that um, is, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, I was going to talk about spirituality in regards to mental health, which is like a really uncomfortable topic, especially after having been psychotic to tell a, a room full of mental health professionals about my spiritual experience. It's like really taboo in our culture to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like going to a meeting and um, wanting to ask about like spirituality and discussing it, but not bringing it up. And then they have like daily readings and the daily reading being about like spiritual warfare and like being comfortable within your spirituality and me like trying to just like let that slide. And then two out of the three topics that were suggested for that meeting were about spirituality and me finally having to like bite the bullet and just be like, all right, well, apparently like the mysteries or the Tao or whatever you want to call it, like wants me to talk about my spirituality and um, one lady <laughs> who kind of is like a, a mentor to, to me. Um, she works for the local national Alliance of mental illness. Um, she kind of told me nobody's going to burn you at the stake for talking about these things. So I don't know life. There's is this invisible <laughs> mystery school. And part of the initiation is you have to initiate yourself, but you like, in my understanding of it too, it's not just a matter of you initiate yourself, but you don't, if that makes sense. <laughs> No, it doesn't. But but no, 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 it does. And it doesn't. I well, the, I guess I'm, I'm curious because I mean, I've heard of the mystery schools, like I've heard so much about them. But it, well, I guess now I'm I'm on the same wavelength as you because I've heard so much about them. And yet I don't know anything about them. <laughs> So it's like, I know of them. I know of like the mystery schools. But at the same time, I'm I don't really know like what they even mean or like what that is. So I guess that's why I was curious. So I guess we're on the yeah. <laughs> One of the things I'll say too is I study lots of uh, different esoteric philosophy and things like that. And if you like, one of the books that I was reading that I would almost say is like a textbook for mystery schools in some ways. And people that are maybe more into it will say that's just like the kindergarten book. Um, Manly P. Hall's <laughs> Secret Teaching of All Ages. And in that book, there's a lot of different symbolism. And then when you filter that symbolism through certain life experiences, like for me, just everything with the mental health, um, seeing that as like an alchemical process in many ways, looking at the symbolism and like getting to find the, the middle point between lots of inherent paradoxes and stuff like that, and like cracking it open and getting like this 
invisible substance from the middle of the paradoxes. I'm trying not to speak in riddles, but it's something that I think <laughs> that like you have to experience to understand. And like, yeah, <laughs> it's part of the mystery school. It's all still a mystery. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, well, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I'm still really interested and I'm still, I, you're still, um, you're intriguing me more. <laughs> so I guess that's, is that the point? Like, it's just a mystery until you experience it kind of yourself. You can't really understand until you. That's, uh, that's the best I can say without being like egotistical. Cause I, I, it's not something that like I consciously sought out to do. It's just something that right. like I stumbled upon, even within psychosis at one point, I'll like this, this is like, probably one of the better ways that I can like wrap this all up. There is a point where this general thought was essentially, I'm not supposed to be in this understanding of things. Like I was supposed to get there at some point in my life, but I kind of like crashed the gates. Um, right. I wrote a poem at that time that I burned, but one of the things was like talking about like peeping through the peephole of the mysteries and like getting to see this glimpse behind the curtain that might've even been like, behind the curtain, behind the curtain type shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry for swearing again, but like... Oh, it's okay. <laughs> you really do just no, have to experience it. And I'm sh there's a lot more that I, I don't know, but I do know that like I'm, I got tuned into stuff that a lot, of, a lot of people don't get to. And I would say that a lot of people don't necessarily make it out of. <laughs> right. Right, because it's it's so much or so overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that there's a, a lot of um, dangers in looking for that stuff. Like I always wanted to have that kind of experience, and right. thankfully, I was given the resources and uh, support and and just the luck to make it through that um, relatively sane. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You seem pretty sane. I am. I just like to have fun. I, I mean, sanity is <laughs> really subjective anyhow. It's not really definitive. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I mean, I, I now now I'm I'm even more intrigued by the mystery of the mystery schools. But um, no, I, I I totally do understand. I mean, everything that we experience, it's just us, you know, aligning with a specific vibration. Right. So, you know, what? What you're describing is like you aligned with a very specific vibration that, you know, maybe most people don't get to and in, in their, you know, they don't allow themselves to go to. And, and you know, it's like um, you're kind of opening like Pandora's box a bit, sounds like. So um, it's it's interesting and it's definitely and I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners have had s some experiences in the in this realm. but. Um, for me, it's just really interesting because, like I said, I've heard so much about the mystery schools and they're still a mystery to me. So I guess they'll they'll remain that way for uh, uh, for for the 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 near future for me, maybe. Um, but uh, Ross, this has been really awesome. You have such a unique perspective, like I said, and and um, just I love your poetry. I think your book is I'm um, I'm going to have to get a copy of your book. And I'm going to have to uh, check out your your poetry podcast. Um, but uh, I have one more question for you before we wrap this all up. Yeah. Do you, do you have an intention for 2018? Mm, 
I really struggle with this question. Like when I, when I looked at it, um, I would say allowing things to happen for me, just allowing life to happen and just like mm. being, cause allowing things, um, has always been a struggle for me. I've always tried to make things happen. I've always kind of been a shaker and a mover. And for me, like <laughs> me getting in my, in my own way is where most of the problems occur for me. Like it is that tink yeah. tinkering and playing with everything. It's a really great asset, but every asset can also be detrimental. <laughs> Absolutely. I I said on uh, on New Year's Eve, I said like, I, I just like, exclaimed i was like 2018 is the year of receiving like aka the year of allowing like the year of because that's what i'm working on as well and i think everyone in the group and everyone listening can resonate um completely with that and, and i know brandon's been working on that as well it's just getting out of the way allowing the universe to do its thing because the universe is the universe knows what's going on we're just um <laughs> you know where where we often overthink it. So I think that's a great intention. Um, and Ross, this was amazing. Thank you so much for taking time to come on and share your story. Um, and uh, you guys listening, if you want to check out his podcast, it's the Spiritual Phoenix podcast. And your book is Vagrant Verses. Is that right? That is correct. Yes, I got it. Uh, which they can get on Amazon, right? Absolutely. I'll have the Kindle version up soon as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you guys can check that out. We'll link it up in the show notes. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. As, as Brandon always says, journey well. Thank you, Alexa. I appreciate your time. That's it for this week's episode. If you're a listener with a story to share and are interested in being featured on a future episode of this special series, you can email me at alexa at positivehead.com. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear Brandon constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place we know of to do it period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com slash positive head. Check it out. Otherwise, tune in next Friday for another P-Head Posse episode. And until then, as Brandon always says, journey well.